Listeners be advised. The Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask is not Be sure to adjust your own mask before helping others. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holy Loki Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson. And for you freaking motherfuckers out there, Sebastian's Adams. It is whole motherfucking Bimber, y'all. If you have not been tuning in, I need y'all to catch the fuck up because all the good shit is coming out. It's the eighth episode of the fucking month. And if you're not energized, I don't know why the fuck you're here. It is a, a month of just embracing your sexuality, embracing all of the things that makes you a beautiful asshole. Just, if you're not sucking dick today, you should be sucking dick today. If you're not eating pussy today, you should, look, you should be eating some pussy today. If you're not eating ass, you better be eating some ass. I don't give a damn what you're eating. You better be snacking on something. That's all I'm saying. Nibble on some titties, y'all. Ooh, mm, yes, nipple play. Hold up. Let me let me sit in that right quick. <laughs> well, you ain't said nothing but a word. Let me go ahead. I'm showing off the titties. Yeah. <laughs> so y'all, the van is back and I see his titties again. <laughs> If y'all have not seen the episode with me and Devannon on his channel, um, you, you might as well go ahead and go over there. Uh, look up his podcast, which is the Sex, Drugs, and Jesus podcast. But guess what? This is a whole podcaster's episode y'all i have the Bannon from his podcast and i have sydney and asia from two uncomfortable black girls on this episode what the fuck am i doing <laughs> a whole lot of freaky shit <laughs> <laughs> so if y'all have not been you know listening to their podcast i need you to go back catch the fuck up and then continue to where you are now which is with the whole little podcast because you know please and their information will definitely be in the show notes for everybody so on today's episode we're going to be doing like a deep dive into the topic of sexual expression so to start it off um do y'all have any personal turn turn-ons uh and just you know crowd control let's start off with sydney then asia then Devanna, then i just jump up in this motherfucker or we just do this all kind of wild i don't know it's an orgy let's go that's what i thought it was a three-way four-way that i was coming that's what i planned for 
<laughs> like what we doing what is your turn ons so my turn ons so I got a list of them guys mm. but I'm gonna keep it a little simple um physical turn on is always for me the eyes if I can tell that you fucking me from just the way that you looking at me turn on mm. the way you talk to me a turn on and if you can fuck my mind that's the biggest turn on. Because for me, you got to get in my head before you can get between my legs. <laughs> but when it comes to sexual matters, turns on, I'm more of a physical touch type of girl. You got to touch me in certain ways. You got to give me a sign. You can't just be like a little brush. And I'm like, mm, hey, friend. Nah, you got to really touch me, massage me, hit the neck in other places to get me up and around and turned on. <laughs> Mm, okay, girl. Ooh. It, it was to fuck me with your eyes and then fuck my mind. That's all. I, I, you had me at that. I'm just like, mm, what can we do? There ain't nothing like a man that looks at you like he gonna devour you like a goddamn lion in the Serengeti or some <laughs> shit like you want to be that piece of meat that's about to get ripped to fucking shreds and left for dead in the middle of the fucking Sahara bitch period <laughs> <laughs> so Devin what are some of your turn ons I was going to let the other lady go first oh okay Asia well, so although man, you are the host so maybe I should no, it, it, it does not matter come on Asia what you got for us <laughs> um I'm, it'll take much. <laughs> <laughs> I heard what I just heard is look, if you send that dick picture to Vicky and I like that bitch, <laughs> I might have to hop on. <laughs> it'll take much. Like, it really doesn't like um, conversation, probably, but it don't even have to be. I feel bad. It don't even have to be that deep of a conversation. Mm. You can just keep me, I guess, intrigued, and I'll be like, oh, okay, and I'll. sounds like you just come up behind Asian just like hey look I just want to know is that pussy dripping right now not the whisper song how opposite y'all are you like i gotta really like you to kiss you the other one like kissing is mandatory it's <laughs> 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 so i don't have feelings attached to kissing it just depends on the person i'm down for whatever if i'm gonna fuck then everything's on the table or not at all 
but you know, I also am a Sagittarius. So now what what turns me on? It depends, motherfucker, on the day. It could be one oh. thing today, different thing the next day. If the moon is full, the sun is high, if I'm in this mood, that mood. But what I what I never like is a poorly dressed man though. Mm. Like you can't yeah. know, okay preach hallelujah i'm getting amens from a choir from every goddamn view <laughs> you cannot show up acting like you don't know what a belt is with your drawers hanging out because most men don't wear cute underwear most of them got on hanes fruit of loom under armor those are the three brands you see underwear not cute pants falling off your ass is just tacky now you don't need to be all in Banana Republic in the gap, but if you are, even better. But you need to have on something that makes me understand that you respect the way you look when you walk out the house. You know, see the image I have in my head now is like motherfuckers uh, sagging with thongs on because it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> let's change the game. Not the nineties. That's different because that's different because they at work trying to pull some coin. You got that out. I'm talking about them bunchy ass boxers, you know, coming over the top of the pants and ugh, dirty tennis shoes, faded jeans, you know, uh-uh. Yeah. Well, I'm happy I have been gifted with the man that I have had, the men that's been in my life. Like, all of them wear designer underwear mm. when they coming over to hanky panky it. They, they, show, they got the good, good underwear on. Been gifted in that aspect. <laughs> Well, blessed art thou amongst women. <laughs> I, I'm a, a fan of the no underwear gang. Uh, I'm a member because fuck underwear. Look, I barely want to wear clothes half the time. So, look, <laughs> me in clothes means I have to be out in public. I'm not trying to be out in public. Um, now, for my my turn ons, mm, it's like like you demand it, it depends on the damn day some days it could just be like you sent me the right kind of picture and i'm just like you know what we can fuck now like, <laughs> i would say the one thing my go-to like if you trying to get me from zero to 100 like real quick is like if you just pop up out of nowhere and start nibbling on my fucking ear we are fucking on the spot like what like you you decided to play these fucking games and these games mean you're getting fucked that's all i know and like other than that like that's my one thing um now i do want to talk about something because i did mention earlier and that's like the you know kissing and i was on like uh ig some time ago and they were talking about um uh, like intimacy and whatnot and people are like you know sex is an intimate thing uh and then some people are like well i don't kiss during sex and people are just like well how can you have sex with a person and not kiss them so what what is y'all's uh form of intimacy that y'all like and how do y'all personally feel about that aspect of is kissing really intimate or is sex really intimate or both um, do you mean intimacy, like, just from a sexual standpoint, or just intimacy in general, if that makes sense? I say in general. Um, well, unlike how our other co-host explained, um, with him, he was saying that kissing isn't, isn't emotions attached to it. With me, kissing comes with full emotions. If I'm kissing you, I really like you. I, I really have real big, big feelings for you. At the end of the day, I know females never really say this, but 
I can fuck you and not have any ounce of emotions or light towards you. You could just turn me on and we have a little bit of a connection there. Mm. But I don't have to kiss you. It's a you look good and I want to devour you type of thing. So, yeah, if I'm kissing you, it's, it's feelings that I got to have some feelings to kiss you because that is pure intimacy to me. Picture your face is like, oh. Uh, <laughs> so, like, fuck this bitch. <laughs> He's like, oh, I need that emotion, bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but emotions for me come in touch. Because again, mm-hmm. that's my love language is touch. If you're touching on me the right way, we Gucci. <laughs> I don't have to kiss you if you know how to rub me right. Mm. I'm like a, I'm like the genie in the bottle. You, you rub me the right way in this pocket. <laughs> well, I'll grant many a wish. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Devanna? Well, I feel like intimacy is inherent to the situation. If you doing anything sexual with anybody, it is an intimate thing. Um, in my head, I feel like the compartmentalization of certain aspects, be it kissing or whatever, um, you know, it's like kind of like, it's I don't get it. It's because like, sometimes I wonder if people who do that are like are they safeguarding themselves from something are they shielding themselves from something you know why does it have to be i'm going to give you my body and my time which is a resource i can't get back but if i kiss you then that's like stepping over the line unless there's feelings on the other hand i could see if maybe that's something special that they want to reserve but my whole thing if your dick is in me in my head that is more intimate to me than a peck on the lips (laughs) you know when we out at the club you might Kiss a friend on the lips. Oh, hey, girl. You know, you know, so, but my friend who I might kiss on the lips cannot enter my asshole. You know, to me, sex is more intrusive and invasive in the best ways, and a kiss is surface level. And so, to me, I don't get how that is, um, has an emotional tie more so than penetration and all the other things that go along with it, not to mention the risk factors. You know, you have all your disease risks and things like that from the sex, which people will do but then they'll be like oh no i can't kiss and so you know it's all about understanding you know yourself and so what i so the whole thing is intimate to me so whether it's somebody who's not my boyfriend that i'm sleeping with it's intimate say like with the person who's not my boyfriend it's just a lower level intimacy Mm. It's more intense with my boyfriend because of the things that we do outside of the bedroom that has drawn us closer together the years we have behind us. But it's all intimate. If it's being done, it's intimate. <laughs> right. uh, I, I, I'm with you there. Like, I think the, uh, <clears throat> the difference for a lot of people is based upon like the boundary that they're setting in their defined terms of like what their relationship outcome would be like uh if i move like let's say if i'm a type of person who only reserves kissing for like um people i'm willing to date on an ongoing basis or see on a recurring basis, see on a recurring basis because i see myself going further along with that person rather than uh allowing myself to um breach that boundary with just some random person that i don't want to engage like that uh and i think that is one of those things like even when it comes to like what we expose in 
in our lives because like i could have a community uh, like a conversation with somebody and respect the boundaries of like hey i don't want you to come into like anything that's truly personal of mine so i'm going to leave you at that level uh, uh, uh regardless you're still having conversations with people uh it's just what level of comfort you're willing to re release to a certain person based off of the the standard image that you've made for what you want in your life and even though it's like <clears throat> you know these acts are intimate regardless some people do see you know like sex is just being genuine fun um like playing a video game and i'm not going to somebody's house to play a video game with the expectation of kissing them so it's like in that kind of mindset in that space i get why um kissing will be reserved for like a more relationship kind of thing versus like everybody is deserving of my kiss like a handshake maybe the kiss makes some people feel all tingly and warm on their in their heart and soul mm -hmm. you know in some like special way or something like that but what i know is this all of these rules and parameters and shit we be having get thrown out the fucking window sometimes depending on who the fuck we in the damn bedroom with amen to that that, that is true <laughs> i've kissed a couple dudes that ain't i look i've definitely broke some windows <laughs> I, I do have to you know i i do think to a category like you said categorizing things because in my mind, head kissing is where I draw the line to that boyfriend. Mm -hmm. so, and oh. even I got it broken down to marriage. Some shit I don't do sexually until it got a ring on it. Because if I'm going to be nasty, nasty, I need you paying all these motherfucking bills, okay? Mm. <laughs> I respect that. And um, I, I'm not going to let it slide that she said head is one of the things for being in a relationship. I okay, fucks with that. No. Well, I don't. I, I more power to those people who are fans and enjoy sucking dick. Like I do, I love it. I love doing it. Like more power to y'all. I cannot. <laughs> I eat pussy every fucking day of the week, but I'm not going to suck a dick every day. I I have observed from back in my choir days that if I was doing my scales and I was having a hard time hitting like that F sharp or that you know g sharp that if i would deep throat me about a nine inch dick the night before the performance <laughs> that i would be able to get my mariah and my whitney on with less no trouble problem. so stretch them vocal cords uh, out it is good for your musical <laughs> career <laughs> y'all i'm just gonna let y'all know now the episode title is literally gonna be um deep throat for gino like <laughs> 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 I can't. I'm so fucking done. Oh god. Uh, another thing in regards to like sexual expression, and I really did not um, define sexual expression at all uh, for the listeners and whatnot. Sexual expression is just how you express yourself sexually. Literally, that's it. Um, there might be a more defined definition that is like a lot more expansive and a lot more words, but fuck that. It's just how you express yourself sexually. It's nothing important. Like big that's sexual expression um uh, it's a lot of different categories in that and that's just all personal on 
literally how you choose to express yourself sexually uh in relation to you know mm mm-hmm can I just say though, the term sexual expression, I like sexual expression with clothing. Ooh. I do. So like, yeah. like you know, I have a little bit of chest hair going out here, um, the different underwear that I, you know, that I sell in my store, you know, you know, I like sexual expression within sexual expression. So like before the sex happens, I like sexy lingerie and things like that. I like seeing guys, you know, in nice fitting swimwear or, you know, with some sort of situation where we're wearing underwear out in public. So I like the appetizing effect of erogenous clothing, uh, the nipple showing through the clothes. You know, I like the way women wear all these, you know, slash this, you know, she got a stomach out and everything. You know, I like sexy, slutty ass clothing done in good taste, but still slutty. I'm the slut queen for plus size Yes. <laughs> I never wear no damn clothes. <laughs> be nude out here. Be naked. Cause clothes are so restricting. Like, ugh. if I could just walk outside with just nothing but ropes on and nothing underneath, I'd definitely do it on a regular basis. But then I think of like it's hot outside and I'm not trying to be out here sweaty and in a row. No. Um, but um so do y'all know your own erogenous zones? I mean, nipples, nipples. Yeah, mine be my nipples and part my neck, but it has to be like the uh, left side, left side of my neck. Really? And not the why not the right side? I, I know it just feels better on my left side. Yeah, my plus my left side is my dominant side in general. So I don't know if that plays into. I've never looked in deeper into it, but only like the left side really <clears throat> gets me like gets me up and aroused, up yeah. and going. Like, hmm. I need, y- I need y'all to explore your erogenous zones a little bit more. Cause, well, um, I know my inner thighs are one for me. Um, my neck. Um, if you rub me, see, I'm giving up all the fucking teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it is a deep dive now. <laughs> if you rub me on my right side, like right where the V is underneath mm. the flooper. That gets me there too. Rubbing underneath the super, I just it's touching that V for me, and even touching the V on other people just gets me up and going. Yes, like um, <clears throat> same here. Like the the V area for me is just like oh my god, most of it is like a feather involved. It feels so fucking good. Uh, or even someone licking in that area feels great. The inner thigh for me, um, the behind the kneecap uh, my shins um, like <laughs> we already talked about uh, my ear like just nibbling on my ear gets me someplace and I have to now now that you sp- uh, had like a specific side I realized that like on the right side of my neck does um, turn me on a little bit versus my left side of my neck um, nipples definitely are uh, erogenous zone for me uh, I have very sensitive nipples too so it's not like you cannot bite these motherfuckers and think you're going to be okay you might get punched in the face um, by accident it's just a response like <laughs> it's not trying to hurt you but you hurt me in my body reaction <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> but like um that's a that's a spot for me um there's like this circular area like right above the butt crack for me too that is uh, a very very nice spot to like rub on lick and stuff like that um 
yeah i will say those are the mo the ones that i'm aware of right now i do need to do a little bit more exploring too mm, so if you like that spot in your back uh, i'm pretty sure a nice soft scratch to see you through the roof Ooh, look, i love that <laughs> <laughs> a nice soft scratch from the tip of my ass to the top right over my neck we'll get the juices flowing <laughs> And I, I will challenge some of the uh, listeners out here, most definitely those who's probably going to be sucking or looking on some um, dick or, or pussy. Definitely play in that B area. Play in that, like, the, the crotch area of your partner. It's, it's It can do some things that you are not used to. <laughs> that um, <clears throat> that inner leg <laughs> that is right, um, right there in the pubic area. Look around there, too. Just, just... Telling y'all, give that a little try and see see if they jump. Is that is that before or after you drizzle the strawberry Hershey's chocolate? Wait, what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead after. Go ahead after. <laughs> Look, outline it just so you know where you have to put the uh, the um, syrup. <laughs> have y'all ever uh, um, like in? Included like flavored lube in your sexual practices? Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> flavored lube is a lifesaver. I even I have flavored mints. Ooh. If you ain't heard of flint mints, I know a lot of people, my mouth is watery enough. If you ain't ever heard of flint mints, I'm promise it's better than the grapefruit tree. And I'ma leave it there. <laughs> so I need to do some research. Thank you. <laughs> they have your drooling like a baby. Drooling in is a tingle sensation. It's drooling and tingling all in your mouth. It, it numbs your back area, which gives a slight. It doesn't numb your private parts, so mm -hmm. it does the opposite. It tingles and it eradicates them. And I tell you, I've had. I, I, I think. That's why I'm gonna have a ring sooner or later. <laughs> 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 so you've been putting it down with these toys, I see. Hey, what? Just trying to be a rich bitch in a rich life with a husband paying off. <laughs> Amen. So, what types of sexual play do y'all like? I'm trying to learn to like being tied up. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> so uh sydney tying her up is um something she's trying to learn and you as you said bdsm oh i was saying she likes bdsm but i do too oh have y'all taken the test no y'all haven't taken the bdsm test i will <laughs> make i will definitely send it to you because i sent it to somebody like last night um uh, so i still have it up um y'all have that within like the next uh 30 seconds but yeah <laughs> you should definitely take that test it tells you a lot about yourself um uh, most definitely if you um uh, because the person i uh, sent to last night they um came up vanilla and I, he, he was like oh well i, I think this does this mean i'm boring i'm like no it doesn't mean that you're boring it's just like you like you can still like sex and do a lot of things and how you explore the sex it's just you do typically what most people fall um 
consider heteronormative. You know, you're just out here fucking pussy and that's it. And you know, <laughs> life is good. <laughs> like that doesn't mean you right. can't flip it and reverse it and all that and still be vanilla. It's just you're not including like some kinks. You're not slapping ass on a regular basis. You're not using a flog. You're not using a whip. You ain't using all kinds of shit. You don't have feather play that you're doing. You like that's that's all. But if you're trying to get into that level and learn those things, we can talk about it. <laughs> how many people don't know about feather play people don't understand the orgasm you can get from a feather girl i keep my feather (laughs) (laughs) devanna what about you what's what are some of the um sexual plays that you like it's just like I'm thinking about like, okay, so I have like leather in my closet, nipple clamps in my closet, uh, various like like kink outfits, you know, that are kind of specific to the gay community. So, you know, you got your wrestling singlets, you got all this shit with zippers, you know. um, I got the ropes, I already told you about the Hershey's (laughs) syrup and everything like that. So, I just, I just do it. I don't, there's no like, there's no, there's nothing that I really won't do. Like, it just, just depends on the person, you know, we doing it. And yeah. then side and then it over here, I've been fucked in a ditch in a truck, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, so trying to like say, I, I like this or that at this point, it's too late for that. <laughs> was it fun fucking in the ditch? I was high on ecstasy, probably cocaine too. So I got my life <laughs> for whatever it was worth. So, because <laughs> I, I like, I'm just curious, like, how does one end up in the ditch and start fucking? Like, how was that, how was that an option? Oh, well, I was you child and there's a lot of creeks and ditches around mm. <laughs> make do what you gotta make do you're right, you're right. <laughs> i was i was living in montrose in houston texas in the gay district and i my apartment was in montrose and so i would just be walking around whatever and i just saw this dude i found to be attractive walking by and for whatever reason he was near the ditch or standing in the ditch again i was high as fuck and I was like, I want you to fuck me right here. And so he did. Gotta get you some ditch dick, bitch. Gotta keep some ditch dick. <laughs> what are y'all doing like over there? Lord, I love it. <laughs> I know, like, I'm, I'm trying to get a little bit more into some role play. Um, I definitely do want to get back into, like, the cyber kind of things, like, through text message and through, like, not not necessarily, like, through, like, the avatar space. Like, you, you know, create a character and you do a little IMVU kind of hookup kind of situation. Not that, like, just text a person, like, this is what I'm going to be doing to you and all this other stuff. And build, you know, fuck their brain that way. Um, I'm definitely trying to get back into a lot more of that. Um, what else? Uh, I definitely, I love me some good feather play. I like um, spankings, um, giving and receiving. I enjoy, like, um, choking sometimes. Um, what else? 
I don't know. Uh, I have had somebody ask me to piss on them, and I'm still contemplating if I want to do that or not. Um, but that same person sucked my toes, and that shit felt real good. And I'm just like, you know what? If we do, and we go back to that, I might piss on you that day because it's like you, you built it up on me and let me release that for you because you did what needed to be done. Child, um, you ain't doing nothing but pissing into the toilet up against the tree anyway, so you can't do nothing. You you probably not gonna do nothing with your piss. So what would it hurt you to let this person have it? Stop being a selfish bitch. No, I'm being a selfish <laughs> bitch. Oh my god. It's I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna do nothing with it anyway. Yeah, so, so a girl can't speak on peeing on people because y'all y'all already know where that's going. <laughs> There's some dudes who love it. You can yeah. pop a squat and piss on a dude. Why the fuck you can't? They love it. Mm. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, you know, girls are that are uh, some girls are squirters, and y'all know how men feel about. Some men feel about skirting. Oh, it's me. So we automatically, some of us automatically piss on people any goddamn way. So. <laughs> I'm so done. For those yeah, who think okay, it's... So I'm, mm-hmm. oh, what were you saying, Devanna? Yeah, yeah, okay. So I've never encountered this, a male averse, adverse to, you know, averse to squirting. You know, yeah, that's know a just... a lot of men really? that just yeah. are against it because it, deep in their hearts, they feel like, Squirting is pee. I know for a fact it's not, but a lot of men, a lot, a lot of men are not mm-hmm. sexually educated enough to know that squirting is not pee. And she's right. I've I've seen you know some men who are just like, no, that's piss, that's piss, that's piss, and it's really not. It's not piss. And even within like queer spaces, like when it comes to like gay men in the the cream situation and that's the thing i'm like y'all need to be worried about that if you put that in your mouth because that's not what you think it is <laughs> that's like leftover um fleet water but whatever um mixed with mucus mixed with cum and all this other shit and shit what, what, what is that cream oh you never heard or seen a porn where people just like oh got the ass creaming you remember when they come in the ass and then they push the cum out no, as uh-huh. in they're fucking them, and it starts to like get this little whitish froth. Oh yeah, stuff. the frothy stuff starts to come out. I'm, I thought that was like a mixture of like lube and whatever. It's a, it's like so you have mucus in the ass, so you start having that build up a little bit because of the friction. Plus um, pre cum, plus uh, if there's some residue of like either. If it's like discolored, there's probably a little bit of residue of shit in there. Um, there's also some of the fluids if they use an enema or if they use water, some of that's mixed mm-hmm. in there. It's one of those things I will say, do not put that in your mouth. Well, I say put it in your fucking mouth if you want to. Shit, you gotta die True. something and I doubt it'll be that. But the whole <laughs> thing is <laughs> the whole thing is when you this gets me back to like my original point. If I'm gonna be fucking with somebody, I'm all in because I'm exposed to everything that you are. Mm-hmm. And so there's I'm not about to get particular about what way I'm you're administering you into me. Um, you know, so you know, maybe I have this attitude because I'm usually on the receiving end of things. Uh, but you know, so I I, I get the fact that we are sharing everything, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you've got, I'm I'm taking it. I understand that. I just wanna say. In terms of these ratchet ass men who um, 
have problems with piss or whatever the hell might be coming out of whatever hole that they are trying to penetrate and get inside of, I'm like, just get the fuck over it. We not going to be fucking with people like you. And because you're not worthy of our holes, you know, you just can't be particular. You fucking around in a pussy, blood might come out, pee may come out, whatever. You know, deal with it. If you're in an asshole, you might get shit out and all all of that stuff that you was just explaining. And it comes with the motherfucking territory. That's true. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I I agree with you. I definitely agree. Um, it's just for me, I just say like uh, the only reason I have that warning is because some people are not you know sexually educated. So it's like you're um, introducing new bacteria into your um, body that's not within your normal flora, uh, which means something that's not is is foreign to your body of whatever you're ingesting in that moment. But it's it, like whatever people do is whatever the fuck they do, of course. Um, but it's like just the 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 knowledge behind it. Just know what you're doing and what what all those things are made up of because i even heard on like a different podcast of like um some people who are uh sex workers and they were talking about uh how the ass makes its own lube and all this other stuff and i'm just like but it does not <laughs> like it like if you count the mucus as lube then yes but it's not the same lube that you'll find when it comes to like the vaginal canal when it's self-lubricating the the anus is not self-lubricating the mucus is only for one purpose of make easing things through, you know, outwards. In turn, and it's not even that much mucus that's being produced. So it's like when you are your goal is to make somebody cream, you're doing a lot more internal damage to that person through micro tears. So like that's like if you're if if like the sexual health side of things this is why i'm always advocating you know like use lube when it comes to like anal and stuff like that so that you can protect the person that you're with um like if shit happens shit happens because you are in the asshole um (laughs) like whatever happens is whatever that happens but just the goal should not be to force somebody's body to overproduce something that it should not be overproducing just because you're trying to force that cream to happen. Amen and amen. <laughs> um, something that I would like to discuss is like being shamed on how you express your sexuality. Um, like personal experiences of what it was like to be shamed, what they shamed you of. Um, and Devanna, let's start with you because uh, I know, you know, within us being queer, that we, you know, we live in a society like it's like, fuck everything that's gay, everything that's queer, everything that's like <laughs> non existent that is heteronormative. Um, so, what was your personal experience like? I've gotten shame for like chem sex before. And of course, you know, chem sex is having sex when you're high on drugs. Oh, okay. So, I was about to ask. C H E M. Yeah, just short for chemical. Okay. <laughs> I was like, the fuck is that? <laughs> Who the fuck is Kim? <laughs> hey girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm over here like, okay, so we can't fuck Kim's now. Okay. 
I see and why you... Lil Kim was mad. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll and you'll see this when you're on like hookup apps and stuff like that. You know, you know, are you into drugs and stuff like that? You know, if a guy would find out that I liked crystal meth or you know ecstasy or cocaine or whatever, you know, some guys are like, oh no, I can't have sex with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they will not come over. They will just, you know, cut off the whole conversation, delete the profile, you know, delete the conversation and everything like that. Um, because some people just automatically judge somebody who likes to use drugs and particularly while they fuck. Mm. You know, it's no different than like, you know, you know, being overweight, you know, you know, being hairy, you know, and stuff like that. You know, I've gotten adverse reactions from people for all three of those things you're too hairy you're too fat you know and then you you're too fucked up <laughs> you know you're too high <laughs> that's interesting like I, I i find it amazing that people are fine with utilizing like sex enhancing drugs like viagra and whatnot and then whenever you do throw in uh, I'm shocked that ecstasy uh, would be one of those things that people just like, oh, no, I can't fuck with you. But um, like <clears throat> when it comes to like meth, people are just like, oh, no, you're automatically uh, less than or if it comes to um, what uh, little shots of heroin or uh, coke crack whatever is like i can't fuck with you again you're less than however comes from just like the stigma with both because a lot of people still do ecstasy as like a party drug so mm. and people see heroin and cracking cocaine as like take out on the street or that's why you end up homeless that's why you end up you know a certain way so i think that kind of plays a part in why people prefer to do ecstasy versus heroin or you know meth crack I think that mm-hmm. that's a good point because uh, even marijuana most some people are fine with having sex with people who uh, smoke weed and personally uh, like I will have sex with somebody who smokes weed but if you need to smoke uh, all the time just so that we can have sex that's the only time I'm just like you know what we can do a lot less because it's like I don't want that to hinder my joy my experience because you just you're not your um plug didn't come in on time so like those times i'm just like and i i'll pass this this go around it's not like something that would exclude them from my time it's just mm, i don't want that to be a hindrance from us mutually enjoying the um the sex um and yeah marijuana is one of those that is perfectly fine um i also didn't like hooking up with people who smoke marijuana who like oral and they expect to like come in my mouth and shit like that because that's a that's not a, a tasty taste <laughs> no it's not isn't there not marijuana come is not cute <laughs> and uh, I was about to ask uh, who on this panel uh, <laughs> swallows not I I can't. I can't do it. I'm not above it. I don't go running around seeking opportunity, but I'm not above it. Mm. I mean, swallowing doesn't, you know, really isn't really a bad thing for me. I don't mind swallowing. I just gotta be in a moment for it to happen. Mm. I just can't do it. I just be like, 
Mm, I, I, uh, it's, it's a texture. I'm a foodie, so texture matter, taste matters. All these things matter. And cum is just one of those things that does not meet my threshold of what I would do on a regular basis. I, I don't <laughs> fuck with that. So what I'm going to say is don't judge me, but I'm a texture person when it comes to cum too. I don't like it on me. Hmm. I hate the feeling of cum. I say all the time, don't come on me. You better come on the bed, the trash can, <laughs> the flow. I don't give a fuck where I got to clean it up from. As long as it's not on me. Ugh, I hate it. I mean, I suffer through it, but ugh, that- ugh, I hate it. See now, all I see is like a scene of having sex, and it's like, "Oh, I'm about to come, I'm about to come," and your ass just sh- uh, shoot out the room and just like, "It will enjoy." <laughs> <laughs> I just think, "Oh, I'm about to come," and I rolled a flat over. <laughs> I just rolled out the bed so many times from a nigga from that one statement. Oh, I'm about to come. I'm done. Now, uh, back to like the uh, shame thing. It's it's weird. I actually was shamed um, for not being too big. Of course, you know, within uh, like gay community, you already get the shame of being big already. But somebody literally was like, yeah, you're not fat enough for me. I was like, what the fuck? okay and i like at that time i did not know there was a such thing as like a super chub and that was like a kink or like that's what some people look for and i was like okay good to know i don't i cannot say i felt proud or happy it was just i because i would not i did not think that was ever going to be something that was said to me super chub I'm here for that. Like I was the only time I was told I wasn't big enough was when I was like on drugs and shit and I was like super skinny. And that guy had a minimum weight of like I think 220 pounds you had to be to sleep with him. He had a minimum weight and I was like 150, 165 or some shit or or 130 or I don't know, something low. And um but super chub though. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that exists. I really, really do. I was like, yes. And I, I've been seeing, uh, you know, because of Twitter and Twitter porn, I've been seeing some uh, super child porn. And I'm like, okay, that's what that looks like. That's what the people look like. And okay, yes, do y'all. I love it for y'all. Continue. Like, increase the content. Um, what other kind of... Uh, well, Asia, have you experienced any, like, shame as it relates to, like, your own personal sexual expression? Shame. I don't, I don't know if it's really shame. It's more so just not discussed, like in general, like um, just sexually in general, like what people like and don't like, um, like uh, I guess like my family type thing, um, but not like nothing specific has ever been shamed. But I, I, I would consider that shame because nobody really, you know, discussed it or talked about like. Of course, you know the basics of it, what happened when you have sex with him, but nothing more than that. Mm. So I would say it was kind of shame to just, I guess, do it for pleasure. Um, I was never really taught that or explained that, so I had to kind of figure out on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, still to this day, <laughs> it's like that. Um, but as far as like things I like in particular, or I will say, <laughs> I'm gonna say that I'm ashamed for it, but 
I am actually that I tend to like uh, to do a guy on the uglier side. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that I've been shamed for it, but it's been like, but why? You know what I'm saying? But that's really it. Nothing specific, nothing like for any kinks or that I have. But do you feel as though you have like the freedom to express yourself however you want to express yourself? Um, yes, I think so. I've gotten to a point where um, I won't do anything less. Um, I'm always going to express myself, um, whether it be sexually, physically, however. Um, most of the time I stop caring about what people think or what people may think or um, stuff like that. Uh, now in the past, yeah, but now... Nah, this is not. <laughs> gotcha. So it's just I don't, I just don't give a fuck. I'm here and I'm happy and I'm going to stay that way. That's it. <laughs> did, did you ever have any um, like experiences of people shaming you in terms of how you express yourself sexually? Um, express myself sexually? I would say probably not, but I'm a squirter, so <laughs> I let people know that I'm going to fuck up your bed sheets if you do a good job. We shamed for that before. Damn. So that that person shamed you rather than felt like, okay, I did something great. Basically. But again, back to the ignorant conversation. A lot of men don't understand Mm. that that's like a, oh yeah, I did what I was supposed to do type of thing. And plus, when you didn't, I feel, I feel like he's never. I was the first girl he ever dealt with that done that as well. Mm. Because, well, why all girls can't do it? I'm like, sir, didn't I tell you that's not Pete? If all the other bitches you ever fucked with never did it, <laughs> 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 you just fucked me differently than you fucked the rest of them bitches. Because I'm a little confused at how you get in, how it's computing up there for you. But that's about it. Being a spider and also not kissing. I've been shamed so many times of having that boundary. Really? Mm-hmm. Now that's not care. They will kiss anybody. <laughs> and I'll be like, uh-uh, that's boyfriend quality only. I'm not gonna kiss you. I, I don't I'm not doing that. And they'd be like, what you mean? What you fucking mean? What I mean is that's what you are, you're a fuck friend. <laughs> I fuck you. I fuck you. We tatted up. We might smoke a little bit and you go. <laughs> There's no connection here, sir. Besides physical. This is. <laughs> like this is. Your physical your friend. I can he ha ha with you. I ain't tongue kissing my friends. I might peck them on the cheek or peck them on the lips every once in a while. You don't see me tongue kissing them bitches. I ain't tongue kissing you either, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Um uh, so Oh, I forgot where my mind was going. It was something dealing with uh, the kiss. Well, well, why are you thinking about that? Her saying that was reminding me about all the <laughs> all the beautiful girls. You know, I have seen tongue kiss each other in the club, <laughs> like that. <laughs> I want to say y'all keep up the good fucking work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's 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 just the the shame of like. Okay, I remember I was uh, thinking about it's, it's related to kissing, but it's the the shame of because uh, I've heard this not necessarily it didn't have, it did not happen to me, but in conversations uh, with you know some male friends and just in general vicinity uh, of other guys of uh, the the concept of not wanting to kiss someone who just 
either swallowed their cum or gave them a brief head or whatever. And then it's just like, they just sucked you off and now you can't kiss them. And I've also heard in reverse of some uh, women who's just like, yeah, after he's uh, ate the box, he can't kiss my mouth. Have y'all ever experienced that? <laughs> no, you can kiss mine. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's another reason I, <laughs> I, 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 yes, <laughs> but that's another reason why I have these categories as well, as far as my head and kissing goes neck and neck with me. That's boyfriend quality because a lot of niggas are like that. Mm. But I have also a boundary just so people, so that other people know what you what what category they're in. I don't think it's per se that you don't kiss while you have sex. It's just that's your way of showing this is this is the category that you're in. Mm-hmm. So if you're not kissing me, don't think it's anything more than us just being friends. But if you do if we do kiss, then it's something more. I think that's a way to provide a boundary for the other person more so for yourself, in my opinion. But yes, I let I do let it be known I do let it be known that uh, if I'm giving you sloppy toppy, I'ma kiss you. I, I let that be known up front. You ain't finna, you can't kiss me after sucking your dick. Nigga, this your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you test your dick? <laughs> I, guess, I, I guess for some guys, to, to kiss a girl after she suck his dick would be like him sucking a dick. And maybe that's like a homo thing for him. Oh, if you didn't take the words right mm. out my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I was just gonna say that. It goes with that. Um, harsh masculinity they have. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, boy, it's over it. It's your body. So, for the heterosexual listeners out there, it's over, but go suck a dick. <laughs> That's for all y'all. <laughs> like, if you're a man out here, go suck a dick. <laughs> you you might be open to it afterwards, you know? And you know, it's crazy. The um, Just having, you know, because men own their own penises and whatnot. Um, men know how to dick uh, suck dick better than women, and they've never sucked a dick because they know what they like, and they can coach women on how to do that. And it's just like, well, just go out there and suck a dick the way that you want others to suck your dick, and let's see how that goes. That's the that's the um, I'm joking, y'all. Don't do that, but do that. <laughs> just some homework, you know. What, what's November without homework? Uh, <laughs> so what are some like on a broader scale of things uh, has there been any things like in certain messaging or uh, storylines that impacted the way that you express yourself sexually either it's porn or just your upbringing um, anything that you can think of that has made an impact on how you express yourself I think uh, what's been impact for me was uh, what is that um, damn what is that show it's based on a Spike Lee movie what was that show with um, oh, it, it was just... on HBO wasn't it no it was on one of these shows it was on that? Netflix they um, they redid it on Netflix um, she's got it that's what it is um, I used to be very I guess you say kind of quiet about what I do and if I do it type of thing um, but I feel like that shaped me a little bit well a lot actually as far as watching it just the way she had certain boundaries and the way oh, she was like yeah. and the way she was mm-hmm. like you know i'm i'm doing you know i like you but there's other people too 
and even the, what got me was even when she brought them all together for Thanksgiving because everybody was like, what does the other one have that I don't have, blah, blah, blah. Even that was like, oh my God, because I used to be the type of person who I wasn't going to tell you, not that I would have taken my protected afterwards, but I wouldn't tell you that I was um, talking to or dealing with other people. It was always protected, but it was ne I never just was spoken about it. And um, I guess for fear of scaring people off. But now I'm at the point where it's like, well, if you really, you know, really dealing with me, then you'll be, not be okay, but you'll just know that this is what I'm doing. And you can decide what you want. And you can decide if you want to play along or if you don't. Um, but I think that show had me, it had me um, a lot more open about sex and my sexual experiences and what I do and don't do. And even figuring out um, new things that I like to um, I, I especially like her rule of her only having sex in her bed. Mm. Um, I kind of do that too. I prefer not to go to somebody else's place. Um, I don't put myself or anybody, you know, my household in danger. But you know, I prefer just to be in in my space versus in somebody else's space or whatever. So I would say that she's got a habit. I know that sounds weird, some people, but I I feel like that really push me to be like okay there's other it's other hoes out here too <laughs> yes. well, i love that show i loved it <laughs> uh and i i, I cannot say that was the uh, motivator for myself but i love seeing that show because it gave me uh like affirmation um because like for me in terms of like how i express myself sexually some of that comes from like me communicating with people in an honest way um uh, comes from my mom still uh, like pretty much instilling that concept of don't be lying to people because you know lying does absolutely nothing for you and so because of that I even like you know learning more about sexuality and trying to engage with other people I was like well I'm not of the mindset to want to lie to people about who I'm with either you accept that or you don't accept that and that has hindered some things but it also prevented chaos too and that chaos prevention is the thing that i like the most and watching that show and seeing how she managed everything and how she was just like i'm me <laughs> i'm going to ex express myself however i want to express myself you can love it or leave it and it's going to be fine with me regardless because i could replace you i could find another you or i could find somebody else who can fit this without causing any real troubles because i let you know what this was up front and the things have not changed yeah i like that too that that really it showed you how to um i guess date for lack of a word i know that a lot of people don't know how to just who don't know how to date um and i think that show kind of showed like like you said how life could be without the chaos of trying to remember that guy this guy or what happens if they cross paths and they figure it out. It's like, well, they already know, so what's the problem? But <laughs> that show, it really got me with each guy was really trying to figure out, like, well, why do you need the other one when you got me? And it's like, what? <laughs> 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 like, they were trying real hard. Like, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, she got a habit. It's definitely an experience that definitely opened my eyes when it comes to how I date now um, or we're dating, because as y'all know, I'm tough as fuck. But <laughs> before, when I was in my whole days, I definitely would let people know up front, hey, I'm not looking for much. I am openly dating. If you choose to deal with her, you don't. 
you got competition, if you don't like it, I know what to tell you. If you don't want the competition, what you gotta do to make me yours. It gave me that open experience of being able to be unapologetically me. Because for a long time, I dated just one person for a long, long time. So when I did start dating, everybody they dated too was trying to date me because I've been off the market for 10 years. So I had niggas knocking at my doorstep left and fucking right. <laughs> so yeah, just being able to tell people, this is what I am, this is what I'm doing. I'm trying to heal in the process. And also my godparents, my godmothers and aunties and my mom. My mom's a very my mom's always been very open when it comes to when I'm single, I'm single. She's always dressed sexy. She's always my mother was the type of person that wouldn't go to the mailbox without lipstick on. Feel me? My mama stayed in that I'm beautiful, you gonna always catch me beautiful. And it's a thousand other niggas that want me. She always walked in that. And I definitely get a lot of that from her. Uh, you ain't gonna do right, somebody else will. <laughs> if you ain't gonna please me, somebody else will. And my godmothers are very big on telling you how to handle certain things in the bedroom. Because I can talk to them at any point in time and be like, hey man, this nigga come quietly. <laughs> I need some help. <laughs> what to do? And they like, oh well, try doing this thing the third. They taught me how to give head. Listening to them, them buying alcoholic whipped cream. Here, loosen them up like this. They gave me those stepping stones of how to be sexual and in a classy way that, because if you know them, you won't think they're the biggest freaks in the room. But I know they're the biggest freaks in the room. <laughs> yes. Yes, love me a good covert freak. Uh, what about you, Devanna? <laughs> Well, you know, religion taught me how to hate everything sexual. And then for me, it was like music um, that began to pull me up out of that. I used to listen to a lot of like uh, Madonna and stuff back when I first started playing with dildos and stuff like that. And so um, <clears throat> and so and we all know, you know, she's very like sexual and stuff like that. The antithesis of what the church stands for. And so, you know, and and you know music helped to make me feel comfortable about who i was who i am and um and it was it, and i heard it in one of madonna's songs and she said uh you know rejection is the greatest aphrodisiac and um and she was talking about how well you know how we all were talking about how having multiple people that you're dating is like and being honest about it is like the thing to do the reason why that, that that the reason why that works really so well when somebody's dating multiple men is because of the spirit of competition in between men. And so it's like um like one straight dude was telling me one time, it's like if he likens, you know, like females and people like onto a cat or something, like if you're trying to catch it and it's trying to get away from you, he said it like it just made him want it more. And so and so if you so so the guys know that you got all these other options and stuff like that it makes you seem like a, a greater conquest and so you never want to be in a position where you just dating one person even if you are i would lie and be like you dating other people just so that they think that you're not too available and um yeah i don't know it's just a psychological thing that works it's like once 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 you date once a few people want you everybody wants you but we also cannot assume, you know, monogamous or exclusivity, you know, unless it's stated. 
Mm. And so even if somebody doesn't say I'm dating all these people, bitch, if I didn't tell you you're the onlyest one, don't assume you're the onlyest one. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> I had to break that down to some people before. <laughs> we are not dating. <laughs> why, Exclusively. Why no, dating. <laughs> no, not even dating. <laughs> we are fucking here. You thought you were the only one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that competition, though, that is, that is very, very true. It's just something about men. They just, you tell me you're dating two or three other people and they're like trying to figure out what the other one is doing versus what they're doing. They want to know what they can do better. Like, even if it's just a, um, sexual relationship um, i find that and i tell other people that i'm dating other people that i'm not dating them it'll turn into oh well we can go out and you're like for what it's like you want to try to one of the next person but you're not staying in your in your lane it's just something like you said about that competition that gets them riled up to want to do more or come after you more so mm. <sighs> this is why i I'm a huge fan of having those uh, conversations related to boundary setting because I, I like someone comes up to me assuming whatever the fuck they thought that it was and then I have to let them know, hey, it's not like that. Like, you, you thought we were dating. I, I thought that we were having great conversations and having sex. That's like, I thought when I told you that was what I was looking for, that you understood that that's what this was. I didn't get, change shit up. <laughs> they get mad too when you're just like, they get, they get mad when you're like, we're just fucking, we're not doing anything else. What you need? I thought this, you thought oh, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we ain't been out nowhere. We ain't discussed this at all. What are you talking about? It's so funny. I think guys kind of feel the type of way because they want to be the one to say it's just we're just fucking. So when a female says it, it kind of boosts their ego a little bit. Like, dang, that's all you wanted? Like, yeah. That was the rule. Like, you at eleven o'clock at night. What did you think this was? Y'all, 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 y'all pussies and your dick need to come with a warning label for addiction. Clearly, y'all. My thing is, we need to get some methadone or something for these people. We just keep it in the drawer. <laughs> crazy something crazy happened like my my regular threatened to block me once um and this was after i told him like i promised somebody else that i will hook up with them and then i forgot about them when you uh mentioned that you want to hook up and i'm just like i don't know how i want to balance this because i'm like i'm now I have two promises and i was like look we can still meet up and i'm going to have a follow-up after you that pissed him off and i'm like fam i already had something before you like you're you're the second option like if to respect the terms of things i could cut you off and you know go with the pre-planned thing but i wanted you know you the regular so you you're getting priority in this and it doesn't doesn't feel like priority it feels like okay you're gonna do me and then you're gonna I may not fulfill you. I'm not fulfilling you, and you're going to the next person. You know how you know how people see. Oh well, that's your <laughs> ego. <laughs> like, uh, got to a point. I'm just like, well, you know, you're making this a lot deeper than it needs to be because you know this is strictly sexual, anyways. Like at the end of the day, you're going to bust a nut. So it's like you're you reached out for sexual gratification. You're going to get that, and then I'm going to another thing. 
if that happens or whatever and through that combo he got to a point he was just like you know what i'm just gonna block you and all this other stuff and i was like if that's how you feel go ahead and do that like it's it's it is what it is i'm not going to be hurt and <laughs> and there's regular is still around that's all i could say <laughs> he tried to go to rehab for your dick but he just he just couldn't he just couldn't he just fell off the wagon and back on the dick like i i thought we knew what this was at the beginning like e even within our conversation i was like look we're not dating and why are you acting like we're dating we, you the one who said that you wanted so, strictly sexual like you don't even want to be like friendly and shit like talk about your life and then um, he confirmed yeah i did say that so why are you acting like this <laughs> the ones that have like they have like bitches or niggas on deck like y'all got people that y'all mess with outside of this and y'all still thought i was not going to <laughs> Oh, child, that's... Oh, my God, people are funny. People are funny. <sighs> Y'all, build a roster. That's all I can say. It's fun. It's You have funny times. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, I think that will be the last thing of the episode. Does anybody have any kind of tip or trick or anything that they want to share with the audience in turn of... Uh, in terms of sexual expression before I close everything out. Fuck like you mean it. Mm -hmm. You say explore your options. Cause you never know who's gonna introduce you to that thing. You like <laughs> it ain't nothing wrong with trying everything once. You try it to see if you like it. If you don't keep it pushing. Don't be closed minded because sex is not closed minded. minded. <laughs> like if you see something you like, try it. Oh and before introducing shit to certain females, let them watch what goes on. Because <laughs> telling me you gonna tie me up don't sound good. Showing me what being tied up looks like intrigues me. Mm -hmm. Okay? So if you can show them what's gonna happen before it happens, men, 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 I promise you, you get better resorts. I promise you. I'm gonna have to keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> So thank y'all so much for, you know, coming on to the podcast for this episode. Um, I really appreciate all of you. Um, listeners, make sure y'all check out their podcast, catch up on all their fucking episodes. Um, look, you're going to have the time to do so because the pod, um, the Holiloquy podcast is going to be on break for like three fucking months. So you got fucking time. Uh, <laughs> we have a, a couple more episodes coming up. Uh, for November, stay tuned. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to the November. Uh, oh, Lord Jesus. I got all the shits fucked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you all so much for listening to the Holiloquy podcast where we step out and speak on sexuality. Just in case no one else told you this today, you are beautiful, you are worthy of happiness and joy, you are enough and then some. You may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay. You are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love you all and see you next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.heauxliloquy.com. 
Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.